Another dominant performance from the Sabres wearing black and red. We'll break down Sabres Red Wings. I got some crazy Jeff Skinner stats for you and a lot more coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. You're locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out on the YouTube stream. You can watch the show there. Uh, Sneaky Joe DiBiase here on the show at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres to follow the podcast account. And you could always get involved with the show on our Twitter account or on our YouTube channel, uh, which you could just find by searching Locked on Sabres on YouTube. Our question of the day will be in just a moment here, which we'll read them on the show here. Uh, but we have a game to break down between the Sabres and the Red Wings, a fun one, another six-goal performance wearing black and red. Uh, some histo- history being set uh, just about in this game as well. I've got some crazy Jeff Skinner stats for you. I'll go through some of my tweets in our Explain Yourself segment, and also we'll take a sail across the Atlantic as we kind of look at the whole playoff picture for the Sabres. Oh, playoff odds. I have some very – stick around for these. You are going to go nuts at some of these playoff odds that I've found on the Sabres that really put them in an optimistic light. So that's coming up here on the show. Our YouTube question, though, today comes from at podcast now, and he or she asks, uh, do you think Middlestat and Olofsson make it to next year's opener? I hope not. Replace them with better fits. Find that fourth defenseman um, and, of course, the goalie, and they are gold. I think one of Middlestad or Olofsson is not on this team next year, but I think one of them is. Both of them are pretty expendable at this point. Both of them are secondary scorers and are no longer necessities, let's say, when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net the way they may have been uh, kind of relied upon to be those direct uh, secondary scorers under Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart on past teams. On this team, I don't really think they're all that needed. And if there is a defenseman out there or a goaltender and that team is interested in Olofsson or Middlestead as a throw-in, not the main piece to a trade, but a nice sweetener, then I think that makes a lot of sense. Contract-wise, Middlestead makes more sense than Olofsson does. But uh, they're both, of course, tradable because both will be going into the final year of their deal Next year, Olsen at $4.75 million, Middlestat at $2.5 million, and Middlestat will be a restricted free agent the year after Olsen will be an unrestricted free agent. So I don't think there are enough value in those two players to talk about a Jacob Chikrin trade, but maybe some defensive depth somewhere down the road. Middlestat we'll talk about here because he scored two goals in the Sabres win over the Red Wings, 6-3. to three. First sellout of the season, by the way, I think. I was trying to find that. I couldn't, but it was a sellout uh, against the Red Wings on Thursday night at KeyBank Center. The Sabres' first game back since last Monday at the Vegas Golden Knights in their first home game in weeks since they played the Colorado Avalanche a while back. Uh, Back-to-back games in black and red, by the way. Um, So in this game, the Sabres were in black and red. They've scored six goals in all four of the games they've worn black and red. 
Uh, coincidence, you know, we maybe, maybe a coincidence, maybe not a coincidence. Alex Tuck did say he gets fired up for games when they're wearing that jersey the other day when uh, we interviewed him on WGR. Um, six goals in all four games. They are 4-0 and wearing black and red, and they have outscored their opponents 24-8 to in those four games. So if you've gone to games where they're wearing black and red, you've had a great time, and they are unstoppable wearing that goat head. Uh, Kyle Poso. Story of the game, his first hat trick as a Buffalo Sabre. What a journey that guy's been through. Year six of that contract, and he's scoring his first hat trick with the team. Second oldest Sabre in team history to record a hat trick behind a 35-year-old Gilbert Perot back in the early 1980s. Um, And Oposo scoring a hat trick in this game, they were all pretty nice goals. Good finishes, hard work on the forecheck by both Peyton Krebs and Zemgis Gergensen's to get Oposo into positions to score. Uh, Gergensen's helping him out with some hard work to get the empty netter at the end of the game. And Oposo records his first hat trick. He was the number one star of the game. And that line overall has been pretty good. I've been very impressed with that line. And that's coming from me who probably told you right when they was put together that it wasn't a very good idea to put Peyton Krebs with Zemgis Gergensen and Kyle Poso because on paper, it doesn't really feel like that line makes a whole lot of sense. Oposo and Gergensen, of course, make sense. They are grinders. They are, you know, they are depth guys. They are uh, defensive and physical and gritty and work hard along the boards and go to the net and, you know, just take your chances when you can get them. And Krebs is more finesse and skilled and speed and passing. And for some reason, it works. Maybe it's just that the other two guys kind of clean up, up a lot of the dirty stuff and that allow Krebs to have more open ice. And But but Krebs gets sucked into a lot of that, that gritty play as well, the way that line plays. And I feel like he's done a, a very good job. He's been very impressive to me uh, this season when he's been on that line. And that is represented in the numbers a little bit because when you look at uh when you look at Peyton Krebs just this season and his stats with different teammates his uh expected goals for percentage I'll go with uh, the advanced number to start here uh his expected goals for percentage with uh, Zemgis Gergensen's, for instance, is at a 47.03. Uh, his number with Kyle Poso is actually a lot lower. I'm not going to lie, at a 42.84. And that uh, the, the Poso number isn't better, but the Gergensen's number is better than he's had with other teammates, especially uh, guys further down the depth chart like Vinny Hino-Stroza, Tyson Jost, uh, even Thompson in the limited action he's seen uh, with him. But anyways, uh, I've liked that line. They played well last night, and they showed that the Sabres are not a one-line team, that despite the fact that Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, and Alex Tuck are one of the best lines in hockey, they can rely upon sometimes three other, but more often one or two other lines that can contribute. We know the kid line, the Legion of Zoom, Dylan Cousins, J.J. Paterka, and Jack Quinn can put the puck in the back of the net. At five-on-five, the middle stat line usually does not contribute, but... The Gergensen's Oposo and Krebs line does put the puck in the back of the net here and there, in addition to being kind of the Sabres' physical line and their shutdown line as well. Goal scored this season. Oposo is at six, Gergensen's at three, and Krebs is at three. 12 goals between those three, that's fine. Not Nothing crazy special, um, but a good night for that line, uh, getting Oposo that hat trick. Middlestat gets two goals on the night. Now, Middlestat's goals are flukier. Middlestat got lucky maybe on both goals. One is 
A one-timer by J.J. Paterka on the wall on the power play. It hits a red wing. It goes right to Middlestead, who's got the wide-open net to tap it in. And then his second goal is an attempted pass back door. A red wing puts it into his own net. So two goals for Middlestat. Um, I am not a fan of him, and I will be probably banging the drum for trade him while his value is high. Try to convince a GM that, hey, look, he's got 19 points in 33 games. It's actually not too shabby. Oh, don't worry about the even strength numbers. Don't worry about what he does at five on five or uh, how much possession he has or scoring. Don't worry about it. 19 points in 33 games. It's all you need to know. Um, from that standpoint, maybe the Sabres can convince a GM that he is valuable. Uh, but I am I am about done with the middle state experience and nothing that he did on uh, Thursday night is going to change my opinion on that. Uh, he does contribute on the power play. He's doing that. But for me, more telling will be if he can start contributing at five on five. So far this season, he only has uh, two goals at even strength and five assists. So seven of his 19 points are at even strength. Not great. Uh, but a good night for him, at least in the stat column, to get the two goals. That did help the Sabres get to their 6-3 to three win. Ukapeka Lukanen not asked to do a ton 28 saves on 31 shots. That third period was all Detroit. The Sabres had just, you know, mailed it in. Let's get out of here. We're up 5-0. Uh, a four-goal period for the Sabres, which was incredible in the second. Uh, Gergensen finishes with two assists. Paterka, two assists. Oposo, the hat trick. Middlestat, two assists. So a bunch of players. And Owen Power, two assists in his uh, return. So a bunch of players getting multi-point nights for the Sabres. Rasmus Dahlin leading the way with 25 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time. And that brings me to our Explain Yourself part of today's show, portion of today's show. And looking at my Twitter from last night, the number one tweet that I wanted to highlight is the picture next to Wagon in the dictionary is the Goathead. That team is a wagon, and it is really actually uh, it's sticking. It's sticking. Everyone's referring to them as that. They are playing great five game win streak. Um, and the Sabres are just, they're having people believing so much so that we need to start talking more and more about the playoffs. We have to start mentioning playoffs and the race on every single show. And I've got some playoff odds for you that you're really going to like. So I've got that. I've got some, crazy good Jeff Skinner stats for you. And then we'll tell you what happened around the Eastern conference and in our sale across the Atlantic. Uh, when we wrap things up a little bit later on here on the lockdown Sabres podcast, we are brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your sports betting information this season, the latest odds, the latest trends from every professional amateur league out there, pro football, college bowl season, basketball, of course, hockey. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. This is your final chance, by the way, to use BetOnline to help you win your fantasy football championship. If you don't know who to play between DJ Moore and Mike Evans, they actually play each other, coincidentally. I didn't mean to do that this week in the NFL. And you've got to decide. You've got to start one of the two. Go to bet online. Look at the over-unders. Look at the probability of them scoring a touchdown. Oh, Mike Evans, over-under is 48.5 receiving yards. And DJ Morris is 42.5. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, touchdown. Uh, anytime touchdown odds are plus 200. Oh, DJ Morris are plus 400. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Use bet online to help you win your fantasy championship this year. You can do that with hockey, of course, as well, if you love fantasy hockey. BetOnline.net. Uh, Head over there today. All the latest odds and trends. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. The Sabres dominate the Red Wings 6-3. to three. Their third victory over the Red Wings of the season, which has been big for the standings. Because as it stands today, the Sabres are above Detroit when it comes to points percentage. They are at 5-4-5. The Red Wings are at 5-4-4. Detroit with 37 points in 34 games. Sabres with 36 points in 33 games. They have one point back, but they do have a game in hand. They are trailing the Rangers by eight points. They have four games in hand on the Rangers. They are eight points behind the Islanders. They have four games in hand on the Islanders, and they currently possess the last playoff spot. And when it comes to playoff odds, you're going to find different numbers all across uh, the internet for this. If you go to the sports books, you go to bet online, you'll find the Sabres are plus 400. So their implied odds at the books are still about 25% or even under about a quarter of the time they'll make the playoffs, which is not nothing. That's not bad. That's not bad. They're, they're hanging around in the race, but if you go to moneypuck.com, moneypuck.com, which, you know, some people will uh, dispute some of the numbers that they'll put out there. Um, maybe there are better sites, a little bit more scientific, but for the most part, to my eyes, they uh, they know what they're doing. And the Sabres at moneypuck.com, I'll put it up for our YouTube channel to watch as well. In fact, you'll get it first when you look at this number. The far left column at moneypuck.com, playoff odds for this season. There are the Buffalo Sabres at 50.8%. Just barely, but Money Puck is telling us The Sabres are more likely to make the playoffs this season than they are to miss the playoffs this season. Now, uh, that might be disputed. I probably would side with Bet Online and the sports books a little bit more when it comes to the implied odds, but they got them at 50.8%. That's got to make you feel pretty good that anybody's got uh, an idea that the Sabres are more likely to make the playoffs than to miss. I'm trying not to just drink the Kool-Aid because of how exciting this is going to be, but I do kind of think they're going to make it. I do think they're, I kind of think they're going to make it. I want to believe they're going to make it, not just because we want to see the playoff drought end, but I legitimately think they're better than the teams in front of them. I legitimately think the Sabres are a better team than the Red Wings. I legitimately think the Sabres are a better team than the Rangers and the Islanders. I'd probably stop there. The Capitals, you know, maybe we could have a debate about it. Um, Maybe at the end of the day, I'd put Washington above them, but they're old. You don't have to put Washington above the Sabres. I'd put Pittsburgh above the Sabres. So, You know, maybe they're the eighth best team in the East, in my opinion. You could argue seventh because you could put them over Washington. But I want to believe they can make up that ground. And they don't have to win all their games in hand to to make this worth it, to get in the race. You know, they have four games in hand on the Islanders who are in that last playoff spot, who, by the way, Money Puck has lower, 40%, to make the playoffs. If the Sabres win two, two, that's it, half, which is lower than their points percentage of their four games in hand with the Islanders, then they're four points out. And that's a race. That's not in a spot, but it is, it is a, a race. So some pretty good odds for the Sabres, and they are increasing them as they go. Five-game win streak, uh, and before they got a, a rough, tough game coming up on Saturday with the Boston Bruins. I also have some crazy Jeff Skinner stats for you today. I don't know why I woke up and chose violence against Ralph Kruger, but I did. Uh, for some reason, Skinner scores last night against the Red Wings, his 17th goal of the season. He continues his phenomenal play. Skinner has been unbelievable. He is as a point in nine consecutive games. Um, he also is a kind of a cherry pick number. Again, this is me kind of choosing violence with Ralph Kruger today, but 
bit of a cherry pick number. In the last 40 days, going back to November 22nd, so the last 40 days, Jeff Skinner leads the National Hockey League in points per game. Not at five on five, not expected goals. Jeff Skinner in the last 40 days, which is a solid chunk of time, he is number one in the National Hockey League at 1.92 points per game. Funny enough, Tage Thompson is number two. Connor McDavid is number three. Skinner's goal against Detroit, it's a great finish, right? It's a, it's a, it kind of shields the defenseman away from him despite his uh, lack of size, and he is able to uh, roof it over the goaltender into the top right corner, his 17th goal of the season. He continues to score, but of course, it's not all about the goals for Skinner. He is on pace for a career high in points by a lot, not because of the goal scoring, but because the assist totals have gone way up. His career high in assists is 32 way back in his rookie season. He has 20 and 30 games. I mean, he is on pace to obliterate that and he's on pace to obliterate his career high in points, his career high in points, 63, which he actually had last year, 2018, 19 with the Sabres and his rookie year. He's at 63 points, three times. He's never topped it. Skinner's on pace for 101 points, 101 points. And every time I bring up Skinner stats, I just, how can you not think of Ralph Kruger? The guy that thought this guy had no purpose being on the team, no purpose being in the NHL uh, and played him on the fourth line or in the press box. And that was about it. Well, Mr. Ralph Kruger, if you're somewhere out there listening, Jeff Skinner in the last 52 days has 26 points. The last 52 days, Jeff Skinner has 26 points. In 672 days, with Ralph Kruger as head coach, Jeff Skinner had 26 points. So 26 points in the last 52 days, 26 points in the 672 days that Ralph Kruger was the head coach. It is amazing how little that coach was able to get out of this player, who clearly was good the whole time and just was being improperly used. So good for Skinner and another goal against the Red Wings on Thursday. When we come back, our final segment, we will sail across the Atlantic division. And we'll, of course, look at the Metro as well, where a lot of the Sabres playoff race is going to reside the rest of the way. So that's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, it's the worst that can happen. Your insurance goes up, lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill somebody. Everyone knows what the risks of, drunk, of driving drunk are. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you are okay, to, or if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over paid for by NHTCA. Welcome back. Jody Biasi on the lockdown Sabres podcast. All right, let's sail across the Atlantic division and also across the Metro a little bit too, because there's going to be a lot of the Sabres playoff chase as well. So uh, one team to focus on behind the Sabres 
in the standings is the Florida Panthers, who I told you last week, even still, I believe are the biggest threat to the Sabres when it comes to making the playoffs. Moneypuck.com, who I just told you had the Sabres at 50.8% to make the postseason, has Florida. Whoa, never mind. Last week, they had them above the Sabres. Never mind. I'm going to stop short. 21.8. I thought 20.6. I thought I saw them at 61, but that was a 21. Never mind. I still think Florida, though, is a big threat. Um, and last night, Thursday night, they blow out Montreal with a 7-2 victory. Alex Barkov with a hat trick, three goals and two assists. Matthew Kachuk, two goals and one assist. So Florida back to fake 500, as the NHL uh, will tell you. It's 516-16-4. Other... Uh, they, by the way, are still tied with the Sabres in the standings with 36 points, but the Panthers have played three more games than the Sabres have. So the Sabres, when they even up on games, will likely, more than likely, be ahead. Other scores that impact the Sabres. Uh, the Rangers, who currently sit ninth in the Eastern Conference, 44 points in 37 games. They get a shootout loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So not the end of the world there. The Washington Capitals, who are in the third place in the Metropolitan Division, they fall 4-3 to three to the Ottawa Senators. Darcy Kemper stands on his head, 41 saves, but it was not enough. And then the New York Islanders, who currently possess the eighth and final playoff spot in the East, the second wildcard spot, they get a 2-1 to one win over the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets. John Gabriel Pajot with one goal and one assist. The Blue Jackets were just so bad in that game. They only registered 21 shots on goal. Ilya Sorokin hardly challenged, um, and the Islanders are able to get the win to uh, keep pace with the Sabres and stay eight points ahead despite having four games in hand. All right, so what's next for the Sabres? Pretty quick turnaround. One o'clock puck drop Saturday afternoon against the Boston Bruins. Their first meeting with Boston of the season. If you have missed it, Boston is a machine. They are the best team in the league. They have the best record in the league. They are probably going to win the President's Trophy. In fact, they are seven points clear of second place in the NHL, which is Carolina. Boston is 59 points in 35 games. They have yet to lose in regulation at home. They're 18-0-2 at home. Overall, they're 28 Four and three. Linus Allmark is 21 and one. And he is right now the Vesna favorite. Former Sabre, Linus Allmark. Good for him. He I always thought he was a good goaltender and a, a very good number one. And he is right now a Vesna number one for Boston. So first meeting of the season with Boston. The Sabres have only won one of their last 18, I believe, with the Bruins. Home game. You're running hot. Yes, they are too. They've won seven of ten, but if they're ever going to be Boston this season. The way that Bruins team is constructed, it hopefully will happen here where the Sabres are on a hot streak. And, man, fans will be over the moon if they're able to beat Boston. Boston Boston is the – they're the standard right now. They are the best team in hockey. I don't even think it's close. It's not just the results. Like, every facet of their game. They're scoring. They've, they're healthy. They've got the blue line working. They're getting the goaltending from Allmark. Like, there's no, there's no hole on that team right now. So – Big challenge. Big challenge for the Sabres. Uh, we'll see if they can win a, a game against a team that that talented. But anyways, uh, we'll talk to you after Sabres and Bruins when uh, we return here on the show. Sunday, by the way, they are at the Ottawa Senators. So a back-to-back here before getting the Capitals next Tuesday. Uh, I, I may have said Key Bank Center. It's at Boston. 
want to make sure I said that at Boston for tomorrow's game, Saturday at one o'clock. But anyways, that's it for us here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your next listen, Lockdown Sports Today. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Lockdown Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.